Good morning, good evening, namaste, hola, bonjour, gereme, terve, and marabin. This is Namya Joshi, your host for the day. Welcome to episode 73 of the podcast, Each One Teach 10, an amazing world of STEM. An inspiring venture where we'll be discussing that STEM is part of every day for every kid. We all will be learning together how to build a STEM culture. Well, for today, my guest is Mr. Adibayo Alamaja, who is the head of research and chief learning designer of EasyDigi. He leads an education research and consulting firm in Nigeria, where he works with schools to shift to authentic and skill-based learning, and this involves training educators on a weekly basis. He is engaged in qualitative and quantitative research to build connect to build contents and design. learning experiences that empowers the educators to be effective and create same order of exploits he also has to do a lot of blogging and content writing it's such a great honor to have you on my podcast mr adibayo how are you doing today yeah i'm doing very well thank you namia thanks for the invitation and um, congratulations on the 73rd episode <laughs> thank you so much yeah. so how's the weather been there Yeah so I think lately um um it's been um hot yeah lately so we've been having a mix of rain and then you know um heat so a mix of that so yeah that's what it looks like um, I'm in Lagos mm-hmm. um in Nigeria so we've been having a mix of that lately but more of rainfall and you know some days you just have weather so hot throughout you know um that's how it's been over here mm-hmm. Oh that's cool. Here my side it's been getting chilly day by day. So like it was just a week ago it was really hot and now like I just cannot even turn on the fan at night. It's getting really cold. <laughs> so transition to winters. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we'd love to know more about you and the work that you're doing and I'm sure the audience is really excited to know it as well. Yeah, so um yeah, thanks Namia. Thanks for the introduction. My name is Adebayo. um nigerian um and so uh i lead easydg and um, easydg is an education consulting organization that uses research technology and networking to transform education in africa our focus is africa and um, we are looking at how to use um research on one end and technology on the other end and finally networking right to bring real transformation into the education sector and when i say research i mean research into the society um, societal landscape um um getting to know what the society is asking for locally and globally and also into the industrial landscape getting to understand what the industrial landscape is asking for locally and globally and using that to influence what k-12 is offering at africa's level right so we're trying to uh, understand what the challenges the school environment and training teachers consulting for schools so that in is built around those issues right? so that um, there is no gap really between what the society is asking for and what school is building for um so that's the kind of when i say research that's the kind of research i'm talking about and then we use technology so networking which is also why i'm here on this podcast you know um we connect um um we bring uh believe that networking is the key to um making innovation spread you know um, fast and what we we'll do is that we we'll create have a or webinars like this and you know 
that brings schools, you know, together with um, people from various places from other and all of that. And the idea is just so that school is not in isolation and school understands what the reward is asking for. And, you know, it keeps doing whatever it's doing to meet up with that demand. Yeah, so that's just pretty much about my work and what we're doing at EZDG. Of course, thank you so much for sharing that. It's really great that you're focusing upon transforming education in Africa by focusing both on societal and industrial aspect. And the research is catering to the needs of society. And of course, networking to spread innovations. And at the end of the day, bringing different schools together so that people you know, are inspired to start their own ventures or are able to, you know, use those uh, great methods of teaching in the schools. Absolutely. All right. Moving to my next question for you. Um, I want to know what is authentic learning and why is it important in K-12 education? Yeah, thank you, Namia. So um, when we talk about um, authentic learning, um, so put it this um, real learning for a real world. Um, so that's learning is just all about um, it's a learning experience, right? That is designed, right, to simulate the real world, right? Now, when we say the real world, it's not going to be something the world of agility, the reality, where uh, expectations keep just keeps evolving every now and then. So, authentic um, learning is an agile adventure um, with the aim of creating an environment right of the current reward realities so that learners are able to understand what is going on i mean the current realities and also build your capacity you know to overcome the challenges that does exist you know in the current world and that might also exist in the in the future that they will live in right so that's just a, a, a simple way to explain what um, you know authentic learning is all about. And why is this important in the case of education? This is very important because um, we have seen what our society is asking for, not what school is for. We have seen that gap. There is a wide gap. And that's because um, school is not drawing its essence, its purpose, its activities right, from the society. From the industrial landscape school doesn't understand what the society is asking for school is only focused on a fixed curriculum or on a fixed scheme of work that has been arranged for 12 weeks and then week one this is what we do this week three we do this everything is just arranged and fixed right school does not consult the society to say hey what do we do to give this kid when they get they can be relevant they can add value to the society. School is not doing that, right? And that is why today we need authentic learning in K-12 so that there can be that alignment, so that that gap can be closed, right? Truly. I think uh, you could not have put it any more in a better way by saying that it's real world, uh, real learning in the real world because real world challenges can be understood only if we do such an act activities that help us to understand what problems we are facing. And it's important because we've seen the gap between the wide gap, like you said, between the societal needs and what we're learning in the school. Because school has a fixed curriculum. But when we you know, go beyond and just take the extra edge, 
we actually would know what we need to solve and to make the world more sustainable for the upcoming generations so we can also just learn beyond the curriculum which also help us to become a better individual and also indulge in deep researching and creating better outcomes for the future yeah absolutely all right thank you so can you also share some real examples of authentic learning in k12 classrooms yeah yeah so of course a lot of examples um let me start from this one that i'm always very excited about um so there's this school um i tech i um so this school is a project based learning school right they do um um the culture there is wholly about pbl and so what happened was that um there was a time i can't remember the year now um uh, so the the high school so they were biology um there was something they were doing it was a topic they were working on in biology at that time and um that topic um so their teacher um you know um just so, just so as to make it authentic right so it was a particular disease and that's the animals livestock and so um in most of their research they found out that um as a that the region in kenya yeah so uh yeah so the kids travel to kenya you know um to go and investigate the whole thing that happened with those animals with those livestock and then you know they, they, they took a sample right and then you know um, of course traveling to kenya to ask a lot of questions to understand the situation we're trying to solve that problem right so they sample and traveled all the way to kenya and when they did um, when they got the samples they returned so i think it's california I can't remember now. Um, so, um, from the samples they they, they they took they took back home, they were able to like you know run the several tests and try to understand exactly what um, that disease was, and how to practically provide a solution. So after your after the findings, they came up with a conference, right? So this conference was with a really way beyond knowledge in their classroom, right? So. Presenting their, they, they presented their findings back to, you know, to those people over there in Kenya and provide their attention and all of that, right? That's a great example of authentic learning, right? Traditionally, these students will have just sat in the classroom, then the teacher goes in and talks about the disease. They take notes and then, you know, um, just talk about it, you know, in an abstract way and all of that. And then at the end of the day, they have to do some assignments, you know, and it just goes like that traditionally. Is there something in reality today that we can connect? And, and the truth is that every talk subject has a connection to something in reality today. Every topic in every subject has a connection with something in reality today, you know. So that that that, that thing, you know, is the foundation. Where can we find anything we can relate this, you know? And as a learning designer, this chat thought that way. And oh, Kenya, something is something is happening right there. Okay, let's put it together. Can we go? go can we go over there? Can we travel over? Um, you know, that we can solve that problem. That's number one. Um, let me give one more example. Here in Nigeria, uh, we have um, you know, um, Glistin Academy. So during the pandemic, you know, so what happened was that um, and because of the the patients were separated, there was social distancing. You know, um, you can't give to someone that has COVID. And so for those, for the patient, it was more or less like a trauma for some of them, you know, separating them from fellow humans. They can't relate to people and all of that. So these students, 
built a robot, right? A robot, um, you know, like a paramedical agent that would move around the you know, medical facility and then, you know, would take drugs, meals, and other things to the patient. And right there, there's a camera, um, there's a, uh, a dialogue, you know, uh, component, you know, so us um, can communicate to those people. That was able to, like, solve that problem. That problem with the fact that these patients were totally isolated and didn't have the opportunity for, you know, communication and all of that. So this is authentic learning. Every time you bring in reward into the classroom and you put kids in a place where they are functioning and behaving as it were, you know, in reward, then that's what it looks like. You gave such wonderful examples like students traveling to Kenya, see the problems, collecting the samples, and when they come back, they run the tests, they found the disease, and then had a conference to, you know, actually find solutions. And traditionally, like you mentioned, it would be just confined to a book where teachers giving out the markings, you're learning, giving an exam, and then forgetting it. But when you actually practically do it, and the experience that you, you know, uh, go through while doing all these things, and you know exploring different aspects of the problem that is exactly what helps you to remember the concept and also feels make you feel like you know you're doing something good for the society and of course like you had thrown light upon the idea of making robots that would help the uh, patients who need you know people to communicate so they don't feel lonely so they'll go give the medicines to the patients have some chit chat with them so they feel like yeah they have somebody who can hear them out and talk with them that's really lovely thank you for sharing that all right so i was curious to know how does technology support authentic learning in k-12 so first of all, um, if we're saying that authentic learning is about real learning for a reward, um, we know that today, uh, you know, for the so when the fourth industrial revolution, we're moving, we're approaching the fifth, and this is just talking about you know how technology, you know, is fast changing our world, right? Our daily lives and how we do everything we do, how we live, how we work. Many things are right now dependent on technology. Right. So even though there has to be a balance, you know, and like my friend Yvette will say, uh, we have to talk about being human in, in a global digital age. Um, but then we, we, know, we know strongly that, you know, technology is an integral part of our day to day life. So when we're talking about authentic learning as well, we have to bring in technology into the equation, to the conversation right? and ask ourselves, what does technology look like? What kind of technology is used today and what is it? And so if we are preparing kids for a future where generative artificial intelligence is going to be an important part of their daily lives, then the kids have to be introduced in an ethical way generative artificial intelligence today. It has to become part of what they understand. They need to be exposed to that reality. They need to take courses based on that. They need to understand what it means. And what is happening right there? They need to first understand the ethics, right, of AI and what it means and what it can do for them, right? Today, a lot of professionals, a lot of companies, there is there is barely there is barely no the top business brands globally are embracing AI at a very fast rate, especially generative artificial intelligence, right? Everyone is jumping on it. So if everyone is doing it, then it means that this is going to be a new normal. It's going to be the new normal, right? So if that's the new normal. Then that also means that 
as we design learning experience, we need to ask ourselves, how do we bring this into the equation, right? So like, for example, if, if so today, uh, even though there has been a lot of conversation around AI, you know, this thing, some schools are saying, oh no, we're going to use it. Oh, this is going to bring about a lot of cheating. Oh no, this is going to, you know, but then we know that this is, this, this is a new normal. We now need to ask ourselves, how do we ethically bring this into education, into K to 12, and ensure that um, as we talk about preparing kids for the future, right? They are also introduced to these things. They understand what it means and what it can do for them practically, right? That's very important. So, so, so for me, I see that um, technology and specifically talking about generative AI. Why I'm, I'm using generative AI because, of course, as far as today is concerned, right? It's the Indian globally, right? It's the talk of the town globally. It's the talk of the global village, right? So. Uh, generative AI can put kids in a place where they can break into the realm of higher order thinking, right? Because before now, lower order thinking, the, the, about the blooms and taxonomy, right? The first three levels, the knowledge, the understand, and the apply, you know, it's just all about being able to remember facts, taking facts and just point out there, right? Um, so when kids are doing most of these exams, it's about something they have poured in and they need to pour out back on paper and all that. But then level four, four, six, talking about evaluating, talking about analyzing, and talking about creating, coming up with something new, right? Producing knowledge, creating something, right? It's often ignored. But then with the help of generative AI, what we we'll see right now is that it is possible for us to now break into that higher or that thinking realm. So like, for example, right? So instead of um, just asking your students to write an essay, an essay that they can go on ChatGPT or, or go on Google and they can make use of any platform and just get something to just you know give to them. Why not ask them to compare a number of papers? Oh, why not ask them to say, oh, okay, so um, serve serve ChatGPT prompt, write out your prompt, make it very clear, and then use this prompt in generating three different essays. After generating the three different essays compare the three essays and see which one is the best right so when they are coming to turn in the assignment they are they are turning in the prompts they use in generating the essays they are turning in their essays and they are coming to analyze and say okay based on these two results i got i think i'm going to go with this one as the best because it contains this and this and this and this and this now that sounds quite authentic because in real life that's what we'll be doing they will need to know how to use prompt. Prompting is something they are going to, they need to know how to fine tune their prompt, how to do all of those things, you know. So uh, let me just talk. So that, that's one of the ways that I see, you know, uh, technology coming in you know, when it comes to authentic learning. Truly, that is inspiring how, you know, technology is changing fast. That is actually the reality that most of the things depend upon technology. But like you said, we need to maintain a balance and we need to also, you know, know where technology is applied into our real life, because we all might just have that dilemma it's used everywhere, but we need to know where it's used. So you gave a wonderful example of, you know, generative AI and how it can basically help us to break into the higher order thinking realm. And I really loved the example of like, if we're generating three essays, so you generative AI to check the quality of the best and take out the best one because so and so reason. And that is exactly how we also, you know, assess. So to make our work easier, 
and to not you know to work smart and not work hard we uh, we can use generative ai and different aspects to actually work efficiently and work more productively yeah absolutely all right so i was curious to know which is your favorite book my favorite book okay so um uh, yeah so just uh, set goading um what is school for um that book um yeah of course because you know uh, that book talks about the history of school and you know um talks about this these things i'm very passionate about you know um you know talking about how school has evolved and you know uh sorry how school has um you know um, moved over the first to the second, the third, the fourth industrial revolution, right? How some things have not changed that needs to be changed. You know, when school started, the first set of schools we had, what was the purpose, right? Why were they instituted and all of that? And so what should school now look like, right? Going back to the beginning of the world and all of that, right? So I, I love the way Seth really broke that down and the way he really explained this. And just exactly the same thing we we're talking about that school needs to change and, you know, become a different environment um, that is helping kids to really prepare for relevant students in their future. So, yeah, I think that's a very great book. I think um, that's really inspired me a lot. Seth Godin, what is school for? Yeah. Wow. That seems cool. Gives us the timeline, right, of the how school started and how you imagine, you know, yeah. schools would look like yeah. in the coming future. Seems yeah, interesting. Exactly. I'll surely put that <laughs> in the link for everyone to check out as well. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on to my next question for you. How do you think can teachers combine curriculum requirements and authentic learning methods? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a challenge everywhere, I believe. You know, in Africa, Asia. Um, so right now, we cannot change some things, right? Yes, the subject will still remain for now. I don't know. I, I know I know that, um, I think, um, was it last year, early this year, um, India introduced um, design thinking um, into, into the mainstream education system. I, I saw that report. And um, yeah, so some things are changing gradually, coming in and but we, we yeah. cannot change some things, like um, saying, uh math english science high school physics biology history those things are going to remain for now maybe in the future they are going to be reimagined and they are going to uh, maybe but then so what do you do as a teacher you are you're taking math you're taking english or you're taking biology or whatever subjects you're taking um here is what i always say first of all Every topic in every subject has a connection with something in reality, right? I'll just like you to start, you know, um, um, from that premise. Every topic in every subject has a connection with something in reality. So when you are planning the lesson, do not think exam because the moment you start thinking about an exam, that is going to distort your thinking process because everything you are thinking about is how to engage learners so that they can be able to pass an exam. So you now begin to bother about feeding them with the things they need to know so that they can do well in the exam. You, 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 you then start taking the lead as the educator, right? And what happens is that you're going to depend on you for information, right? The process is going to be more of instructor-led, right? And not learner-centered. Because that process, traditional 
matter is all about preparing kids for exams and getting them to get good grades is the main challenge but if you think about the process and you are thinking about how can i connect this topic with something in real life today and how design that at the end of the day these students are able to build important skills and competencies that will help them today and in their own future if you think about the topic from that perspective you will see different things you will see differently right and then you're now asking okay 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 what can i connect this topic to what, what start thinking uh what can it what can it be then you can go to you, you, you can go online you can if you are, if you are stuck you don't don't have ideas you can ask ChatGPT, which is which is what, what i believe is the right to use ChatGPT and asking for worksheet and those things like that i don't i don't i don't, I don't see it as a creative way to use ChatGPT. Right, so if you're going to use ChatGPT, ask ChatGPT those kind of high-level questions. Right, oh, working on this topic, and I want to connect it to real life. What can you suggest? You know that kind of thing. Right, so you're going to get a lot of ideas, and then that help you to now design learning experiences. Right, that we now produce because we need to think about skills. Right, the skills for work is important, and the scheme of work, the skills. For work and the skills for life is more important than the scheme the skills is more important than the scheme so the question is uh whatever you are as a teacher in any country whatever you are look at your environment look at your community what are the things what are the skills that are important for the kids you have in your classroom so that they can be able to influence their community positive like i was discussing with the school now you know um just this week and we we're trying to design something and i asked that question look at this community what are the major issues that you think needs to be solved right and you know that has to now become the focus of the learning experiences that we are designing and what we are training the kids for right so that's the perspective right think about the society don't think about an exam the best an grade a grade that has no roi a grade is just letters and numbers combined together it doesn't even describe the capacity of a child right so we know that we need something beyond grace today right so think about the society think about these students becoming agents that will add value to their society and think about the kind of learning experiences that can make that happen think about the kind of content that you can infuse beyond the textbook i should quickly mention because it's just we 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 we, we have to strike a balance between using textbook because no textbook can tell you what is happening today right so, so what a textbook does is that the textbook often disconnect learners the realities right because most of these textbooks you check their last version right they are not talking about it so there has to be a balance so i'm bringing in content and also designing learning experiences right that puts the learners in a place where they are being equipped right to be to be relevant and can add value to their society and their world at large so that's the thinking and that's how to practically begin to create that balance between the curriculum and also you know achieving authentic learning absolutely i cannot agree more with you but that we truly have challenges everywhere be it like in africa in india or any other country and like every other subject like be it maths or english uh is in some way or the other connected to the real world 
like my principal used to give me an example like when i had her on my podcast that was my first episode she was linking maths to fibonacci series and she told an example of how the leaves of a branch on a tree are arranged in fibonacci series so maths physics or any subject is literally everywhere we just have to find some time you know to notice how it's you know you know you know actually there in the real world and how we have to realize those patterns so i, I you, you mentioned about how teachers are always you know very worried about filling students with information to help them pass the exam that is certainly true i i feel that as well because it's the classroom environment when this uh, you know feeling is there we just have to help students to pass the exam it does become instructor led where having good grades is the main challenge but students when they are taught with the real world examples they can build skills and also become competent like you had given an example of chat gpt how it's when it's used for the good we can build skills and we can build an environment where we need to basically understand what students need and what they're not just you know just given it that you just have to do it but we have to realize what students need first and then you know remake our entire lesson plan in form of that format and truly grades don't define us they have basically are just you know part of life but actually our skills that we build for the future that those are what define us and no textbook like you said connects the reality of the world it just keeps on upgrading itself each year but we need to actually be in contact with the real world when we solve real problems so real learning to the real world we'd love to ha- know where we can find you online as well as a message from your side for the audience watching us today again uh, my name is adiba you find me head of research and is an icdg find me on linkedin uh let's connect there and my message to um listening um education professionals out there is that we need to start to design our education system you know our education offering uh to affect our society and to affect our communities we need to start thinking about learning for social impact right and not just about preparing kids for examinations um we have to strike a balance between these exams and really preparing these kids for real life one if 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 the world is going to become a better place um it's life right now in the affect their society just like namia who have been empowered and equipped to affect their society um as teachers is on us um to rethink to reimagine and to redesign the whole learning so that our focus the end in mind is that these kids will be able to affect their society and not just get good grades in an exam yeah that's my message so yeah. listening to you today has just reminded me of this thing that authentic learning is about real life real work and real engagement it's about yeah. giving our students the opportunity to be the authors of their own education thank mm-hmm. you so much mr adibayo for giving me this wonderful opportunity to have a podcast with you to listen to your lovely insights and amazing It's ideas of how teachers could also use authentic learning in their classrooms and of course how parents and communities could be a supportive edge for students thank you so much once again yeah pleasure i'm here to be with you
and thank you everyone for joining us and listening to this episode and i'll see you in the next one till then each one teach 10 have a nice day